All right, welcome back, beautiful people. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Port. And firstly, I wanted to tell our listeners and viewers that we are so thankful for all of the feedback that we've received. Um, keep sending it in, uh, the emails, the questions, because again, this is how we come up with these topics. So today we've got an important topic, I think, that ranges from teen years all the way well into our adulthood. It's annoying, unsightly, and uh, frankly, it can change your ability to be in social situations, um, whether it's perceived by yourself or others. And so today we want to talk about acne. Ooh, and, and again, this is not just for adolescents, but it applies to adults. And at the end of this podcast, we'll actually talk about how to deal with acne scarring. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is we'll go over a view, overview of what causes it, um, how to avoid it, uh, what are the stressors, and how to treat it. And then if you've been one of those people that has had acne, or picked it or scarred, we'll talk about what we do as plastic surgeons to remedy the problem Definitely. or improve it at least. Definitely. And I think, you know, it's not everybody can make it out to a plastic surgeon or dermatology office. And so what we want to do after we describe it, we're going to give you some at-home remedies to kind of solve some of these issues. And then if it just doesn't work or it's more intense or you need some help, we'll kind of give you some clues as to what you should ask for when you go see your uh, dermatologist or plastic surgeon. And so I want to uh, at least take a step back. We're going to talk about the four different types of acne, all annoying, um, each one worse than the other. And uh, it all starts out with blackheads. Secondly, we look at sebaceous filaments. Thirdly, we talk about regular acne. And then lastly, we're going to talk about cystic acne. And that is such a devastating um, issue that many teens undergo. And then you are scarred for life. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is we obviously want to treat some of these things early because, um, you know, it really can pivot the way you, uh, or your, I, I would say, the confidence that you have in public. Um, and so, man, I remember in high school, you're going through those tough periods and, you know, everybody's going through puberty and things like that. All of a sudden, you've got a huge zit right in the middle of your forehead or on your nose or something like that. And you say, how can this happen? Um, I had a buddy that wouldn't come to school if he had a pimple. Okay. <laughs> the interesting part is nowadays, there's actually this one company that just sold for a couple hundred million dollars. And I don't know what it's called, but they make stickers, okay, that have a little medicine on them. Yep. But they put them on, and in a sense, it's kind of cool to go to school with a little sticker on. I saw it the other day with one of my nieces, and I said, what are you doing? She goes, well, I've got a little pimple, and I don't want to show it. We didn't have that when, we were, know, when we were kids. I know. It was, it was a lot different. It's so. so funny. I remember, what was it, Oxy-10 oh, or something sure. like that. And, and it is, you had a tinted one, uh -huh. and sometimes you put Clear it on cell? there, and it would just look worse <laughs> than it did before. You know, a little caked on area right oh, over the pimple. man. Um, but I want to go back to one thing that, that Dr. Lake, you just talked about. There's the four kinds, and just to break it down for layman's terms, blackheads, and then, we, and then whiteheads, pimples, acne cysts or nodules. So those are the simple ways of saying it where we used kind of like the medical terms. And then yep. why do these happen? Well, listen, so blackheads, we all know those pesky open comedones that form really from when hair follicles become clogged with excess oil and then it comes packed with, uh, you know, dead skin cells. And it's often those dark spots that appear on the face, slightly raised, 
and everybody wants to pick them. Uh, you know, it's just we're we're pickers by nature, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why uh, pimple poppers is so uh, you know popular and things like that. So, you know, as far maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll start on kind of a do it yourself. At home remedy, and we'll then you can kind of talk about uh, some of the things that we can do in the office. Absolutely, you know, these again, these are not where we're getting to be uh, complex, where it looks like there's pus behind them, things like that. Although it can progress to that, the idea is these are most commonly found on the nose, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you just have that urge to just pinch. And express all of those little dead cells, and, and some people and have sebum. oilier skin too, so they'll they'll be a little more prone to this. So if you have that, maybe making sure you can get that under control. And sometimes that's very difficult too. Definitely, yes. yeah. So listen, how about this? We're gonna give you a little bit, a two, you know, a mask and a kind of an exfoliator um, that you can do at home. And so let's use some natural ingredients. We will give you a honey and cinnamon mask. I'll tell you why it's important, things like that. So we're going to mix a tablespoon of honey with a pinch of cinnamon, and then you apply the mixture uh, to the affected areas. You leave it on. I know, I know. You want to eat it, Um, but you leave it on for 15 minutes, and then you rinse for a natural antibacterial boost. And the amazing part about these things is both of these have antibiotic properties and antioxidant properties. So we're actually providing nutrients to the skin. This will help uh, avoid the blackheads from progressing to something else, um, something that can be a little worse and scar forming. And that way it will give you a nice refresher. So maybe we want to do this once a week. um, And that way it kind of gives your skin a natural refresh and you smell good, <laughs> you know. And if and if you don't want to do it, uh, do it at home kind of thing. There are different ways to to take care of these. I really recommend going to a professional, you know, skincare professional, whether it's an esthetician to do a, a monthly just cleanup, facial, you know, extract some of these these blackheads or maybe even the whiteheads that are there, and make sure that you kind of keep that oily skin in check. Now. You can get a little bit more invasive. It'll be very similar to the non-invasive approach that we just talked about, the do-it-yourself. But you could do chemical peels mm-hmm. that are that are either administered by plastic surgeon or a dermatologist. I would recommend doing a very light, maybe TCA, because acne doesn't need very heavy peels to get rid of the blackheads. Sure, um, even salicylic acid, absolutely. You know, uh, benzoic acid, things like that. That. Uh, will help lightly exfoliate enzymatically on the skin. And again, these these things kind of offer some antibiotic properties and uh, it will only improve the health of the skin. And remember, this is not... This is not something you should do, just like Dr. Lee, like you said, on a regular basis. At most, these types of peels shouldn't be done more than once a month. It should be even pushed out even more than that. Um, the other... You know, treatment that can be done by professionals and microdermabrasion, mm-hmm. and that's just really simple. It's just a, a a complex way of saying a way of sanding the outer layer of your skin mm-hmm. to remove those dead cells and have good, clean new cells to come up. Um, and really, that's like the simple way to take care of blackheads. Now, there are other really cool, like those. Remember those those strips, strips yeah, you know, the one thing I recommend that you don't do. Do not pop them yourself. So once you start doing things like that yourself, that's when you can lead in 
to some scarring. So the key to all this, if there's one takeaway you take after, after this podcast is do not pick your skin. Have a professional do that because that is what is going to eventually lead to acne scarring. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make it to a, a physician or it's too expensive or something like that, use the at-home remedies mm-hmm. to essentially really detoxify and clean the skin. And the treatments we're going to talk about, they're going to apply for the different types of acne. Mm -hmm. So as we talked about, first was blackheads, and now we're going to move on. But different treatments are really good for different types of acne. The one also thing I'm going to tell you at the end, all of this stuff is caused by bacteria. So at the end of the day, if you have really bad bad acne, you're going to need some sort of antibiotic to fix it but let's move on to the next one yeah listen the uh, i should have prefaced everything by saying that each one of these things are caused by three things one are uh a, a the sebum which is the oil that we have in our skin the second is an accumulation of dead cells and some bacteria. And the third is that it's hormonally mediated. A lot of these, um, and the hormones can be triggered by anything from stress, which is an increase in cortisol, uh, foods like chocolate and things like that. Um, the idea is that complex sugars can cause an increase in hormones delivered by the body. And it, all that does is cause an increase in oil production in the skin. So if we talk about the second type of of acne, it's sebaceous filaments. Also Uh, known as whiteheads. Yes. And so these are just the buildup, same thing, of sebum, which is the body's natural oil, uh, dead cells, and uh, debris, and it leads to visible congestion. So this is actually where you start getting a little bit of redness, stretching, and enlargement of the pores. And people come to us because it drives them absolutely Mm -hmm. crazy. So even after your teen years and 20s, when the acne season slowly fades, um, now you're left with those stretch pores. And people say, oh my gosh, it makes you look older. And how can I shrink these pores? One of the most common things people come to our office is basically my pores are visible and I want to shrink them. Definitely. So these, this one is definitely one where you do not want to squeeze because sometimes what happens in these enlarged pores is you end up driving the debris deeper, okay? So I understand if you have the comedones, the blackheads, and you, you know, those are a little more superficial and raised, and it's easier to deliver yeah. those, whereas once you get to this area, you may drive it deeper, and then it will progress into serious acne or cystic acne. So... Instead, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, do-it-yourself home remedies. The first one I would say would be a charcoal mask. And so what you can do is mix activated charcoal with water to create a mask. And then you apply it, let it dry, and then peel it off gently to help remove the excess oil and impurities from the pores. Um, And this, again, uh, the idea is that we are detoxifying and eliminating some of the excess debris. And so once you do that and you have healthier pores, you know, I always liken uh, some of these things as, uh, you know, a a pothole, um, you know, where you've got the lid on top and ultimately it packs everything underneath. And so what we're trying to do is lift that lid so you can uh, express some of these things naturally or remove them. And then exfoliate. So employ chemical exfoliants. 
These are glycolic and lactic acids, AHAs, and these effectively exfoliate the skin by eliminating the dead skin cells. Again, we are doing this repetitively, so what you'll do is exfoliate enzymatically maybe once a week or at least once every two weeks. And what it will do is it will allow the skin, you know, for a lack, for a layman's term, allow it to breathe. And uh, you're eliminating some of those dead packed cells, some of the bacteria, and providing some nourishment to the skin. You know, I, I personally love the, the to have an exfoliator in the shower. Mm-hmm. I use the skin polish from our line, but again, you can use whatever exfoliator you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it about once a week. And I think it really makes your skin feel smoother. And it, you feel like you just are taking that little dusty layer off. And I think it's necessary. I think everybody should do it. Um, and I think once a week is a good call. Yeah, I think, you know, these mix well with those oils and it, it loosens up the oil plugs. So again, the oil is the natural sebum that your body produces, plus dead cells. You pack in some debris, um, you know, and and even some bacteria um, because we're colonized with bacteria on the skin. And so the idea is if you can eliminate some of these, um, it makes it easier for your skin to uh, to undergo cellular turnover and create healthier skin. And then, you know, if you're going to come to us for treatment, which we have this in the office and other people do too, get a hydrofacial. Hydrofacial is mm. a great way to clean up your face, get rid of these whiteheads and some of the blackheads. It's a, it's a fantastic, very calming facial that not only cleans the face, which is really cool when you do the hydrofacial, it's a suction device that really cleans your face. And at the end, you see in this reservoir how much dirt and dust was sitting on your face. Yeah. The proofs in, in the results, right? You see them and you're like, wow. And I uh, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, I wash my face regularly morning and evening. Mm-hmm. And when I underwent the f- hydrofacial, I looked at the reservoir and thought, it's oh, oh my yeah. God, it really takes that dirt that's packed into the pores as well as the old oil and, um, and and just some of that debris, the dead skin cells, absolutely, and really gives you a cleansing phenomenon. And then the second half of the hydrofacial is now, instead of sucking, it forces hyaluronic acid into the skin. So now you're applying something that can help really hydrate, moisturize the skin, and provide those nutrients to make it, uh, you know, much healthier. And so, absolutely, you know, not everybody can make it to the physician's office, but let's say you're doing some of these home remedies and it's just not enough, then I would recommend heading out, save up, get your hydrofacial. And I think it's a couple hundred bucks, 250 bucks, something like that. Um, but if you're having some issues with your skin, Honestly, you, you you save your allowance. If you're working, put it towards the uh, skin because the healthier your skin is at a younger age, the younger you will look as you age. And so, you know, again, it's much harder to treat retroactively um, than it is proactively. And so the idea is uh, once you've already sustained the damage, some of that is irreversible. And so the goal for us is to try to prevent this right off the bat. Now we get to the next level, which is regular acne. And this is a common skin condition characterized by the formation of pimples and whiteheads. This occurs when the follicles become clogged with oil and dead skin cells. Again, it all boils down to oil, dead skin cells. But this leads to various forms of inflammation. 
um, in the development of various types of, of acne lesions. And so, um, you know, these are the ones that, especially in your teen years, when your hormone levels shoot through the roof, the skin can suffer. That's why we see oil, uh, you know, oily skin, especially in teenagers. And it's hard to control it sometimes. And so, uh, again, I, I think uh, the idea number one is look at some of the things that we've said earlier. Use those on your skin. And now if it doesn't work, let's move into the next realm uh, or the next level of treatment. So if we look at do-it-yourself or at-home remedies, the goal would be, let's say we do a tea tree oil spot treatment. So you can take dilute tea tree oil with a carrier oil and apply it directly to the pimples. And tea tree oil has antibacterial properties that can really combat acne. And so the goal is now we've got a poor that's packed with oil, dead cells, debris, and some bacteria, and now you're starting to see some inflammation. And this, again, is one of those things where you just want to start popping. um, And honestly, you are going to damage your skin. I know sometimes you feel like you're going to resolve the issue earlier. Sometimes what you need to do is allow the skin to express the pimple all the way to the very end, and then it just... If you just brush it with your nail, it comes right off. But once you start squeezing, imagine that you are taking all of the dead skin cells, debris and oil and bacteria, and you can drive it deeper. And that leads us into the next uh, category. Uh, and so when we, t- we talk about uh, the next category, it's now, now it's definitely uh, you've damaged some of the healthy layers of the skin. Um, ACV spot treatment, you can simply dab a small amount onto the blemish with a soaked cotton swab or cotton ball. And because apple cider vinegar is a potent antibacterial agent, it may help prevent those pesky pimples from fully forming. And so, again, what we're trying to do as far as at-home remedies is look at the issues that cause it and reverse engineer a treatment. So you right? hear the common theme. It's it's basically bacteria most of the time. So cleaning your face really helps. However, for a lot of people, there are inciting factors or things that you're doing that's causing it. And you know, teenage girls especially, makeup. Watch out. The oilier the makeup, the more comedogenetic. Because it, what what it does, it, it causes comedones. Comedones are pimples, and it and they're clogged pores. So you have to realize that if you're doing something that's causing these things, perhaps if you take that stressor away or what's causing it. Some people say it's chocolate. Some people say it's greasy food. These things are all possible. But the key is to see what's causing it, pull that away, and then if you have it, then treat it. And most of what we're going to talk about and what we have been. All of these things are antibacterial and clean the face. Everything is about cleaning and getting rid of bacteria and making sure that too much oil doesn't form. Definitely. And so, you know, listen, let's say you get to this point and you're sick of these breakouts. And, um, you know, the idea is you're going to need something that's a little more advanced than um, you know, using apple cider vinegar and, mm-hmm. and, and some of the previous treatments that we talked about. Now, again, we've given you plenty of DIY things to do at home. So try doing some of these first. If it doesn't work, that's when we got to start talking about laser treatments. Sometimes 
uh, you know, different laser therapies. They have they target acne causing bacteria, um, and they also kind of reset the skin. Sometimes, um, you know, we see this in elderly individuals, or or I should say, older individuals that undergo a laser treatment to try to improve the texture of the skin. Sometimes they have breakouts afterwards because it resets and normalizes the skin, adds a little more oil to dry skin. But it also does some of the opposite when you have excess in oil. And so it, it forces the removal of some of the top layers of skin. Now, again, these are a little more uh, invasive. And so depending on the level of treatment, so let's say you undergo a fractionated CO2 laser, a light laser will have a few days of downtime. There's no doubt. If you do, uh, you know, a heavy laser, that's a, a week of looking like you're in a house fire. Mm. And so the goal is to try to avoid getting there first. Um, and so use some of the previous DIY treatments. That way um, you can clean your skin, remove some of the, uh, you know, those dead cells, uh, purge some of the oils naturally without having to squeeze or cause uh, unnecessary inflammation. Um, and reduce the bacterial load on there. And so, you know, these are just little tips and tricks to try to, to help improve your skin quality at home. And if not, then we're just going to go back to using, you know, Clearasil. And, and again, those things work really well. So topical, over-the-counter benzoyl peroxide, for example, been the go-to for years and years. So if some of these do-it-yourself um, remedies that we're giving you don't work. That's a very simple fix. You go to any drugstore, get benzoyl peroxide. It comes in 5%. It comes in 10%. And it's generally very safe. The one thing it does do is it really dries the skin. But it mm. does have antibacterial and basically decreases the production of sebum. So that's how benzoyl peroxide works. The other thing your dermatologist or plastic surgeon may say to you is, hey, we need to give you oral antibiotics or topical antibiotics. So mm. cleosin or clindamycin, um, uh, uh, pads are great. We've used them for years. That was my go-to forever. I mean, if someone comes in with bad acne, I say, listen, let's get some Cleosin pads. You can just clean your face. What it does is it really just cleans the face, gets some of the bacteria out, and and dries the face a little bit. Moving along. Do you, well, the, and, and again, you have to take into account the reason why we're telling you right off the bat is to try to keep your skin clean at an early age. Because even the cleosin pads and some of the benzoyl peroxides, and when they, you know, the cleosin pads have an alcohol base. And so you know that they're going to dry the skin from oil. But at the same time, some of these compounds can be irritating. And so the goal is to not get there. It, once you're there, you start, you, you have a much more limited, um, uh, uh, you have limited options because you've already sustained the damage, right? And so let's work our way up the ladder. Start with cleansing. Start with uh, gentle exfoliation, usually enzymatic exfoliation. Use some of these masks on a regular basis. Try to undergo a regular facial, maybe once a quarter, uh, you know, by a, a registered esthetician or nurse esthetician. The idea is to keep your skin clean, um, so you can essentially keep that pH balance, uh, you know, as neutral as possible. Absolutely. Now we get to the, the next level. And once you've reached cystic acne, um, all bets are off. This is where now you have destroyed the skin. And so this is a severe form of acne, and it's really characterized by deep 
painful lesions often inflame nodules and cysts. Sometimes they can be filled with pus, um, you know, and they can be red and irritated. They create these hardened nodules. Um, and this is usually where people are fed up and they really uh, try to express or, or squeeze these out. These are and, the ones that hurt. They actually like actually hurt. Yep. And this is where you're going to cause scarring. And it's just you have damaged multiple layers of the skin. The inflammation has already caught up. That bacteria is causing redness. Uh, you know, sometimes people get pretty severe cystic acne. And Horrible. so when this happens and it goes unchecked, uh, you will have pocket, you know, ice pick scars for the rest of your life. And there are, you know, we're going to talk about some of the treatments once you do develop some of these things. But again, the idea is to see someone before you get there. Do not wait. Try to see a professional because that can save you from years and years of uh, of just discomfort and, and uh, really a reduction in confidence. I see so many people come in and they say, you know, I've dealt with acne my whole life. Now I have all these scars. You know, how can you make them go away? And it's interesting because, you know, if it's really bad, and we'll talk about it in a second, an oral medication can kind of get rid of all of it. It's not, it's, it doesn't have its, it, you know, it's not the safest, but at the same time, listen, and we'll get into it right now. Yep. There are ways to really clean up the skin so you won't have that. We're, the key to what we want to talk to you about is the sequelae of what's going to happen if you don't treat these properly. Because acne scarring, and I'll tell you right now, we treat it all the time. It is very difficult to treat. Yep. It's just difficult. It's, yep. Someone comes in with really any kind of scars, but scars on your face from you know ice pick scars or acne scars, they're difficult. And especially depending on your skin tone, it may make it even more difficult. So what we'll do is we'll give you some DIY tips. Um, but when it comes to cystic acne, most of the time these don't do as much as something a little bit more of uh, a little stronger. Yeah, listen, I think obviously ice compresses are going to be something that you're going to put on first. The goal is you want to reduce the inflammation. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we can slow the progression of that inflammation, then you have a chance of potentially treating it. The other thing, you know, when we look at uh, compounds that have major antioxidant abilities um, that may have some antibacterial properties, uh, a turmeric mask is something that you can use. You can use a little turmeric powder, add um, water, and create a paste. And then what you do is you just, uh, uh, you know, apply it as an, and an, uh, you can either put it on as a mask or you can do spot treatments. And the goal is really, again, to reduce the amount of inflammation, to reduce the amount of bacterial load, and uh, really to try to stop these uh, cystic acne uh, lesions from forming. Um, but usually we have to go to the next step. Yeah. And, and in severe cases, dermatologist, go to your dermatologist. We have our favorite that we're going to have on the show soon. Mm -hmm. um, and you should be started on Accutane. Um, and Accutane is a medication that needs to be taken seriously um, because it has side effects. It has issues if you don't do it. It has sensitivity with the sun. Uh, you have to stop it before you have procedures. There's a lot of things that we could have to do a whole podcast on Accutane. But it is a miracle drug. And I will go as far as saying I have never seen it not work miracles on people. Every mm. single person that takes Accutane... It does really well. Just have to make sure that you're not childbearing 
at all, mm -hmm. like not even close to even thinking about having a child, yep. um, staying out of the sun and really sticking to the regimen and not having any procedures. You know, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's something that just takes seriously. Normally what about a three month course, um, will get you. Yeah. And, some and all, people, I would say it's six to nine months. Okay. And, um, what I would say is remember, this is a last resort because not only does it affect the liver, some people can't be on mm -hmm. it because it beats up the liver. You have to get your labs drawn, uh, you know, regularly to ensure that you're not damaging your liver. Mm -hmm. um, it can have amazing effects on the skin, but again, it comes at a cost. And so, um, you, you know, this is for people who've been on Accutane, you cannot have a surgical procedure. It used to be a year after. Yeah. Now, some people are saying six months. But the reason for that is because the scars will heal so horribly mm -hmm. that it is not worth it. And, um, you, you know, so you de and, and obviously it causes, uh, you know, fetal malformations and all kinds of things. So. This is a, once you get to the Accutane level, this is a commitment. And but so, it's worth it. I mean, it yeah, definitely I mean, is worth it. Yeah. yeah but it, it'll but it definitely, definitely clear commitment. clear up some of uh, uh, those acne uh, breakouts that you have. It's, you know, it's an extended period of time. So again, it is a commitment. You do have to, you're going to be doing your homework with it. But um, the idea is it's effective. Very effective and, and should be given by your dermatologist. So, um, so, so now... Let's say we're beyond this. You had cystic acne your whole life, or you had some acne groups of it. You you were a picker, um, and it led to these deep acne picks, uh, ice pick scarring uh, scars. Then, what's your go to in the beginning? What would you just, say? I literally just had a patient just like this mm. girl in her mid thirties was sent by the dermatologist upstairs um, for treatment of scars on her face, um, and she was open to anything and everything. Yep. And I said, great. So what I did was I pre-treated her for six weeks with Triluma, which is basically a, a hydroquinone, a steroid, and a, and a retinoic acid to get her ready for a very aggressive laser treatment. And then what I did is I set her up for multiple sessions of Morpheus mm -hmm. and fractionated CO2 laser. And the reason I wanted to do both is this. Because one is a resurfacing procedure. The other one is a collagen building procedure. So if we can take off the layer of the skin as best as we can to get rid of the superficial scars and try to fill the deep scars with, with our own collagen, then I think we've really hit it both ways. Now, I know that there's also one more thing we can throw in there, depending how deep some of the scars are, is inject it with either hyaluronic acid or or fat or whatever it is yeah i think I, for a while people were even they were subsizing, subsizing it, yeah. so you're essentially all those little the reason why they're deep uh, scars is because the scars tethered down to the tissue below and so what you do is you go in with this special needle that breaks up that scar but then you have to put something underneath it so it doesn't you know mm -hmm. stick back down so for a while there people were injecting it with hyaluronic acid then they're adding fat um you know i don't I, think it's necessary i think doing a, the combo treatment does the trick yeah i think you know morpheus was originally designed for acne scarring um, you know, every all of you heard of the Morpheus Eight. Uh, the Kardashians made it popular, and it really is good for tightening of the skin. But it was originally designed for acne scarring. Then we realized how well it did mm. on uh, you know normal skin as well. So, uh, but you can have some pretty significant improvements from Morpheus sessions. Usually, it's 
you know, three sessions each, three to five sessions, each four to six weeks apart, uh, depending on the severity of the acne scars. But you're right. I mean, listen, I want everybody out there to realize that multimodal therapy is definitely going to be involved because it's such a difficult problem to treat. And so I agree with you. I think using a CO2 laser to help texturize and then uh, using the Morpheus to bring in normal collagen is the only way that you're going to reduce some of that. And then if there's any hyperpigmentation that forms, you may even have to throw in a Pico-4 laser or something to, you know, an NDAG that will help reduce some of the, the, you know, hyperinflammatory pigmentation. And so um, I I will say regardless, though, you have to be very patient. These treatments that we're talking about, unlike some of the surgeries that we do and unlike some of the treatments that we do that are really kind of instantaneous in a sense or maybe take a couple of weeks, these take sometimes months to years Mm -hmm. to really accomplish. And I mean that from the laser treatments, the Morpheus treatments, and even some of the treatments at home have to be patient because here's the thing. It took time for the blemish to, to come out. It's going to take time for it to go away. Yeah, you probably had a period of years where you went through acne scarring and things like that. Now to eliminate it in a month is just not possible. And we understand. Yeah. Listen, I, I I see it. I you know we've over the years have tried to develop different products for it, and and it's hard because everyone's acne is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the most important thing is is just to really kind of maintain your hygiene. And see if you can figure out stressors. If you can figure out why you're getting a pimple, maybe that's the best way. It could even be a food allergy. Absolutely. The idea is if there are any parents that are listening right now, don't let your kids suffer like this. Um, You know, the idea is even if you have to hammer home the fact that they, uh, they need to cleanse their skin, if you start noticing that your son or daughter is starting to have acne breakouts on a regular basis. Listen, everyone's going to get acne, okay? It's just part of uh, adolescence and puberty. But if you start noticing that they're accumulating these acne scars and they are resorting to picking their skin or you notice that there are some pretty bad acne, don't let them suffer through it. Make them cleanse their skin Um, Use some of these at-home remedies. It doesn't mean you have to take them to a physician right Right. away, but make sure that they understand the importance. Show them pictures of someone who's got acne scarring. I mean, just go on your phone, look at Google, and say uh, cystic acne, and that alone should scare someone um, because it will forever change their life and the trajectory of their confidence you know mm-hmm. and and it's uh, honestly it's unfair because some people get it more than others we don't know why uh, we could say there's a genetic component but we we aren't sure but the one thing that we have said is it all comes down to oil production bacteria mm-hmm. and dead skin cells debris the idea is you can combat two of those things just by uh, cleansing your skin on a regular basis. The third, you're going to have to do some work on, you know, add some antibiotic uh, properties to it. So whether it's one of the masks we talked about or it's uh, enzymatic exfoliation or something to that effect, don't let them suffer because it will change the trajectory of their life from there Absolutely. on. In. Agreed. And 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 here, and if you don't want to take control of it, take them to a derm. Yep. Most derms are, are so good at de- mm-hmm. dealing with uh you know adolescent acne that it should be fine. Um 
And I think, you know, the key is, like you said, I even think that shampooing your hair, if you have very oily hair, matters because it all kind of goes together. So, and as, you know, for all the parents that are listening, if you instill this in your children, then they don't have to worry about it. So, yeah. And listen, uh, you know, as a side note, going uh, with what you just alluded to, shampooing your hair, make sure if someone's got really oily skin, maybe they don't use a conditioner as often as they normally do. Look, when you get older, we need to resupply all of the oils that are stripped from our hair. But when you're going through uh, pu- puberty, you don't need all that excess, um, you know, the, the products that keep the hair o- oily because all it does is seep into the forehead and then you start breaking out. So, you know, these are all things to just start thinking about. So, you know, when your kid's 13, starting to hit puberty, um, you know, a little bit of acne here or there, just impress upon them how, how important it is to keep your skin clean. That's it. So listen, uh, unless there's anything else you want to add. I no, think I we, think we, that was a great overview. Listen, and I think for a lot of people, you'll figure out what works for you, yeah. whether it's going to be a little retinoic acid or benzoyl peroxide or going to get hydrofacials, but just figure it out and see how you can control it. Some people can't have chocolate. Like just figure out what's causing it and uh, pull it away. I yeah. think... Uh, Make life a lot easier if you don't have to deal with that. If there's one thing I can stress again, it is keep your skin clean early. For all the parents that are listening out mm-hmm. there, make sure that you impress upon your kids that it is important. And uh, the one thing that we didn't ma- add is the hygiene associated with changing a pillowcase. Oh yeah, I would. You would be surprised that the number of you change your pillowcase uh, mites. <laughs> yeah, the the number of dust mites. Uh, the number, the the oil that si- sits on that pillow, as well as the dead skin cells and bacteria, just by having them flip the pillow. And I'm not saying you got to wash yeah. it every day, but have them flip the pillow so at least it gives you a couple days, and then teach them, throw it in the wash themselves. Yeah. You know, give them some responsibility to have them take some ownership. So, um, at least I know what it's going to do for. I'll do that for my I kids. Agree. Thanks for listening, um, guys. Yeah, listen. Thank you so much. Hopefully, you learned something today. Uh, keep those uh, requests and those questions coming because, again, this is how we uh, come up with these podcasts. So, thank you so much for listening. Once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey, and I'm Dr. Payment Danielport. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Watch us on YouTube or check us out on TikTok. Forever Young. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.